John, what did you do? I clicked click? and then realized that's not gonna work, and then I snapped. So okay. you're gonna see two you're gonna see two waveforms. Use the second. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're live. <laughs> I realize I screwed up because I'm like, I need to clap. I'm petting the cat right now. Oh no, what am I gonna do? <laughs> I did this to myself. I did this to myself. Welcome back. First and Bagel foremost. Bagel on the clap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> you didn't want to, apparently. <laughs> He's too busy sleeping. Happy beginning of fall. Happy fall, everybody. To, to you and yours. Yay. Uh, Paul, you were, you were, you had begun to tell us, but feel free to continue. You had a uh, ten fall goals for the year. <laughs> oh <Nice>. shit! <laughs> what? Wow, what way to put me on the spot! <laughs> Holy crap! No, you you were like halfway through them. Ten fall goals. Okay, um, survive twenty twenty is that's the first a good one. start. That's a good. That's start. a tall order, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a hard one. It's not looking so good. They keep trying to take <laughs> me out, but they're getting everybody else instead. Um, I I don't have anything. I don't have any go. No. I guess like try to keep up with the games that keep coming out. Oh, and TV shows because I forgot Dragon's Dogma, that weird anime, apparently came out. I forgot all about that. Right. Uh, okay. there's some other small things here and there I need to catch up on, but I don't know. Just staying afloat on the media, I guess, would be the big goal currently. Well, I mean, the ones before the show, you mentioned you were going to try all the latest cereal. You're I actually get hate into cereal. mining, bit mining, right? I would definitely get into bit money, mining if I like had a system capable of it or the money to build the systems capable of it. That's the thing is you make the investment ahead of time and then it just works itself back. Like, yeah, it, no, it's, totally. It's a, but it, you need it, that it investment, investment ahead. Of, yeah, yeah exactly. it definitely is for sure. Like you're losing money not doing it. Yeah, I think that's how that works for sure. Uh, yeah, no, I don't have any goals. John, what have you been up to last week? Uh, not all that much, really. Uh, just getting ready for uh, for fall. Weather's changing. Planning out things. I'm working on a charity marathon we're doing on the tenth. So oh, I'm that cool. planning. Nice. Yeah, like getting out of the planning phases for that. And uh, otherwise, just relaxing and trying not to go insane. Yeah. I have to, uh, I was telling you guys before this, uh, I have to go to Calgary this weekend, which is nerve wracking to be on a plane. So that's fun. Luckily, a bunch of Switch games came out recently. So I can spend my time playing those at least. Yep. True. Yeah. Flights, man. See how that goes. I, John, I was telling this to Paul. I'm actually just kind of curious what like a, an airport is going to be like right now. Is it going to look like the same? Are there's going is is it going to be like really quiet? Like is there going to be like only 10% of the people there? It's definitely going to be quieter. Like are you, are you having to take LAX at all or are you just going from uh not even having to get near LAX? Your airport's probably going to be busy, but I don't know about Vancouver's or Calgary's. Like they're probably going to be at like twenty five percent capacity, maybe at most. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's something. Like, am I going to get through like uh, security like really fast? <clears throat> probably, mm-hmm. unless they have to do something extra for uh, for COVID. I don't know if that's going to slow down the process at all. 
I'm assuming they're gonna do the forehead gun at some point to make sure I don't have yeah a fever. the temperature gun yeah yeah uh, at some point during the thing that's my guess yeah you know. I think certain airlines are doing that upon boarding I would hope that they would do that like before I get in the building mm, I don't know? think you're that lucky doesn't that make sense that makes sense to me it would make sense but I don't think they're they're organized for that i mean i go to like an outdoor gym class these days and i even though we're not going indoors at all they still do the gun for me outside the gate there the you know the airport's just way riskier who knows i'll report back with my findings i guess since i'm only going to be up there for less than 48 hours yeah because you know fun visa stuff that's what i get to deal with right now Ooh. Good times. Uh, all right, why don't we do a podcast uh, about video games? Sure. Um, yeah, the airline podcast is after, after this. So tune in. TDP Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game is Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> Not true. Uh, all right, it's September 24th. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. This is the top down perspective. I don't know if I said that. It is, but, and you did. Yeah. yeah, in case you were tuning into podcasts, uh, you're you've come to the right channel. Wait, which podcast is this again? This is TDP Plus, right? I think so. Yeah, where we're right, talking okay. about so, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Oh, my, right, Microsoft <laughs> Flight Simulator. <laughs> yes, um, I I got it downloaded. I'm halfway through the tutorial. How about you guys? Uh, I've had two flights. They okay. were okay. What did what did this Never developer do before? Are they did it, are this a small indie dev? Yes. Yeah. I, I think from the develop from the makers of Microsoft Solitaire? Oh shit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Rocks. Klondike? Over yeah, let's ago. go. Minesweeper? Nobody knows how to play Minesweeper. You know? Anyone who yeah, tells you nobody. they understand the rules of Minesweeper is lying to you. And they, pr- and they made up their own rules, their own house rules, and they're only succeeding f- by luck. That's, that's how that goes. Uh, all right, John, you weren't here, so I expect two weeks of games. Mm, I don't know why you'd do that. <laughs> <laughs> trying to will them into existence. Well, I did play a couple games. Uh, I've wrapped up another Pacross game, so I'm, I think I'm actually completely done all official Pacross games that Jupiter put out. Nice. So I'm Just free in time for, now. for Mario Super Pacross to come to the Switch. Yeah, I already have the cartridge of that, though. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so, so I'm uh, good there. Okay. Uh, they were supposed to be doing some Sega-themed one as well. I don't know when that's coming out. But yeah, no, I'm free from that. Jupiter is one of the major doing a Sega themed. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just like the Cross Mega Drive or something like that. Oh, that's Uh, right. That sounds familiar. Yeah, one of the big things I've been playing these past couple weeks is Among Us, the the hot meme game at the moment on Twitch. Of course, yeah. You're a streamer. How can you not play Among Us? I also did a night of Among Us as well. Shit's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I've played that's, Avalon that's really all and it. Werewolf. Is that good enough? They're they're pretty I mean, comparable. It's like, it's like those games in that you it really depends on who you play with. Yeah. So sure. 
So yeah. uh, basically, instead of like going to sleep and then just getting murdered in your sleep, like you actually had to do tasks and stuff like that, and you can be killed while you're doing your work. So that's the main difference between like werewolf and mafia. Yeah, uh, there's a group of up to 10 players. You can have up to three imposters and the imposters have to kill all of the uh, all the crewmates or be like one of the last ones standing by the end of the game. There's two ways to die. One is an imposter kills you. The other is you get sent out the airlock or thrown into the lava pit, depending on which map you're on. Uh, and that involves like a voting system. So the main idea about this is you're trying to figure out who is the imposter. So you just kind of like present your arguments or you just get blindly voted off and thrown into space. That also usually happens too. Yeah. Yeah. So all, all the tasks are different the, uh, challenges. I was going to say real quick, I hear uh, this is the first game to dethrone um, Fall Guys, guys from like, yes. the top of the thing. Yeah. And they just canceled Among Us 2. Yeah. Which they had announced a month ago. <laughs> Yeah, now they, they announced Among Us 2 when the game got super popular and then they realized, no, let's just put all this stuff into Among Us 1. So they canceled the sequel and they're putting it all into the original game. That makes sense. Why would you try to split that player base? Yep. Yeah. There's no way everyone's going to move over. So yeah, that makes sense. Especially when this one's only like five bucks or free on phones. So that's yeah. right. I should I should download the phone one. I, I should. But, yeah, uh, no, it's real fun. Uh, the tasks you have to do are pretty simple. Either like, okay, slide your finger over here or like play Simon Says or like type in the numbers one to ten. Uh, being the imposter is pretty fun because you get to like warp around and you have to just see if you can <clears throat> convince your friends or whoever you're playing with uh, that you didn't murder someone in right in front of them. Right. It's a it's a fun, challenging game, but <clears throat> Paul's entirely right. It depends entirely on who you're playing with. If you're playing with strangers, I you're not going to get the same amount of enjoyment. And I feel like yeah. voice, I mean, voice chat like, also adds to it. So that's how it works. Wait, you? Why would you play this without voice chat? That seems so. A lot of people actually. So a lot, and I mean a lot of people play this on their phone using text yeah. only with people they don't know, and I don't understand what they're doing. Okay, I don't See, get it. So I mean, okay. First, first thought thread is why would you ever play like Werewolf or Mafia without talking to each other? That seems like you would break the game. I don't even know how you would do that. Um, two, maybe that would be actually kind of fun and funny if you had to just like mime everything. I might write well, that down for a games night. And, it's a and little three, different. Text I think could also be just kind of funny because I'm assuming it's a lot of all caps. Yes, yeah. it is a lot uh, of all caps. It's a little different in that way. I think why it took off more so than those games is because it is still a video game. You still always have something to do. Even when you're dead, you do tasks. So you <clears> are always like doing something it's not just about the like social manipulation and lying or trying to convince people that's kind of just like maybe not even half of it maybe like 40 percent of it the other 60 percent is actual gameplay where like everybody has to do their thing and work together in their own separate ways or whatever um i and also there i heard this pro like i didn't have this problem with who i played with but I heard some people are having problems where they're playing with some people that are like, okay, we don't know what we're doing or whatever mixed with people that are like try hardy and need to win everything. So it's like that those groups don't mix. Cause it's like, this person doesn't know what they're doing. And this person's like, okay, what task are you doing down there? Okay. I know you're lying because that task doesn't exist. You're the person get him out of here. So sort of thing. it's like, well, what was I supposed to do? Like, <laughs> 
I don't know. I do, I do. I do. Like, I see where you're coming from. I do also like the idea of putting those two together. And then when someone does say that, the person just being like, um, well, I mean, I've never played this game before, so I don't even know what I'm doing. And then how do they argue with that? And I think that's just kind of a fun dynamic. Yeah. I mean, they do argue with it, apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, this is the same with with werewolf and mafia in real life. Yeah. You need you need fun people who are willing to to kind of lean in to the silliness of this whole thing, which so this is why I want to ask if my I, I primarily play Avalon. Um, well, if my Avalon strategy would work and that's just no matter what the outcome is, I'll just yell. And then everyone's <laughs> confused about what side I'm on. Um, <laughs> you just you just embrace chaos at that point. It sounds like pretty much, yeah, and it and it works like <clears throat> well, a lot of the time. Let me tell you, I'll tell you how it usually goes: is that somebody finds a body, and they're like, "All right, blah blah blah." Somebody says, "Okay, I do, I don't think it's this person." And then everybody's like, "Okay, it's that person." Vote them out, and then they do because people are fucking lemmings. And as long as somebody says to do something, literally everybody else will. So. Okay. It's super easy to manipulate people in that game. <laughs> it's stupid. Like so many times where I was like the imposter, I'd just be like, call a meeting. Yeah, I just saw this guy. I just saw like Red kill this guy, vote him out. And it usually works. <laughs> like it's okay. so stupid. Yeah. Uh, in the, I saw a few games of people playing the text only random public games. And it seems like that's even worse about it, where people will literally just be like, it was blue, and then everybody votes blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they don't even talk it out, because you're in text, so. <laughs> yeah. Definitely a game to play with friends, or people people can vouch for. Yeah, sure. I think yeah. so. So that's been fun to do. That is the one nice thing about streams. Mafia, though, is that's... Mafia is like a go-to, like, hey, I'm at a party and I don't know anyone. We could play Mafia. Like, it doesn't really yeah. matter. Like, it'll, it'll, it'll work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, I started playing this little game on Switch called Cyber Protocol. It's basically slide puzzles, but as like a... a uh, Shoot, what's the aesthetic I'm looking for? Sequel to Cy- Alpha Protocol. No, it's a cyberpunk oh, okay. uh, vaporwave aesthetic. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So it's a, it's a puzzle so no game spies. where you're like, what? No spies. There's no, no spies. No. You're you're a hacker. You're a hacker instead. So well, it's like I don't even want to play it. Okay. Well, I'm glad we had this co- this talk. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You must yeah. have this many spies for me to even care. Yeah. If it mentions a protocol, it has to have this many spies for Sean to care. Yeah. Sure. I don't. It doesn't even have to mention protocol. I just like all games. That's that's just kind of my litmus test. So I, don't, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at your list and. You say you don't play Mario? <laughs> yeah, I don't play any Mario games. Yeah. Streets of Rogue has basically spies, so that one counts. That's true, it does. And Spellbreak, what is a spy if not just a wizard? True. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. So. Anyway, Cyber Protocol, a uh, slide puzzle game uh, where you're you're moving around a map and you're trying to collect all these items and get to the goal uh, with a pretty good soundtrack, honestly, and... Uh, like that, just that whole like cyberpunk aesthetic. It's it's fun if you want like a little game that uh, you just want to solve some puzzles, like real chill. And uh, it's got it looked to be about a hundred stages, so it's not exactly devoid of content either. So if you want just something super laid back for that, I think it's pretty cheap too. Yeah, it's ten know. bucks, I think. That sounds right. Well, on PC anyway. 
Oh yeah, if it, yeah. So it's also on Steam. So yeah, that's uh, like I said, this just game walk- looks like Pac Man. It does uh, look kind of Pac Man y. Kind of, but it's like it's more like the ice puzzles from Pokemon because you you pick a direction <laughs> okay. and you go in that direction. You can't stop until you hit something. Right. Sure. Yeah. So it's one of those like you have to hit the wall kind of puzzles. And then just keep sliding. Whenever right those down. do pop up in any game, Pokemon is always like my. Oh, I, I remember these. Yeah, Ice Caves yeah. Pokemon. I've yeah, been doing this everyone, my whole life. Everyone who games pretty much grew up with those. So, yeah, yeah. This looks uh, neat. Also, yeah. it's one to four player apparently. Oh yeah, it has I mean, multiplayer, but I don't know how that works. Yeah, that seems weird. <laughs> Other than that, uh, recently I've been playing Each person through controls a direction. Oh God, no! God, no! <laughs> Uh, other than that, I've been playing through Chrono Cross with uh, with Reese. So nice. Yeah. Okay, Chrono Cross is a PlayStation One not RPG. Trigger. What? No, not I've not I beat Trigger a long ass time ago. Both of us have beaten Trigger a lot. Chrono Cross okay. is one of her favorite games. So, uh, and I hadn't beaten it before. I never played it before. So we started. I never it. played Chrono Cross either. That game. I don't know why. Did you start playing it because it randomly showed up on Amazon for ten bucks and everyone flipped their shit on Twitter? No. Okay, that just that's a, that for whatever reason that happened this week. I don't. Oh, <laughs> weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we started like two weeks ago. Okay, so maybe you were the genesis. That's of it. We did it. Selling it, it was for us. Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We uh, we're about seventeen, eighteen hours in, uh, which I think is roughly the halfway point. Maybe. Uh, it's another one of those okay. games that has like a main ending or two you can get at the end and then there's like another 15 that unlock in new game plus or something ridiculous like that it's hmm. it's different it's sort of connected to trigger and sort of not in a weird way i don't know how else to describe it uh like it's not a direct sequel but it is connected it's in that world because they keep referencing things that happen during it okay but it hmm. plays that sounds like a sequel to me yeah, but it plays really differently too in that uh you don't gain experience. But there are still random encounters. Uh what happens instead is when you okay. do like key fights in the game, you get a star and that star gives you a stat boost and then you gain some extra stats after a couple fights as well. But it's not really on like an so experience. So it's kind of like Origami King? Mm, sort of, but not really cuz you still have like you still have like strength, HP, magic, magic defense, all those stats. Okay. Uh, the way you attack is also very interesting. You have three types of attack you can pick, uh, light, medium, and heavy. And you have seven stamina points and each one takes uh, more and more like lights, one stamina, mediums, two and heavies three, but they all have different accuracy values. Like you might start a fight and your accuracy on your light attack is 95 or like 85. And then your medium is like 70 and your heavy is like 60. But then if you hit with a light attack, it'll go up like 10% on the others. So the idea is to combo together to do the most damage. But it's really easy to miss even on like a 95%. It's like XCOM levels of missing. So Mm. the combat's a little weird. And then the magic and item system is this elemental grid where you don't have like an inventory that you pull from. You have to equip your characters with spells and you can lose, you give spell slots to your items. If you want to use those as well, each item has a certain level value. And depending on how many, it's what type of attack you've done, you build up levels to spend to use those. So, uh, basically your spells get added into like a pyramid style grid where like a level one attack is like, you've got 10 different attack options. 
Level two is like five, four, three, and just keeps shrinking until you get to your more powerful spells. But you need to build up levels by hitting with physical attacks, which is, uh, you know, depending on which accuracy you're doing, etc. It's weird to get used to. It's all right. Uh, Mm. But because there's no, like, leveling up, per se, it does feel like you don't... It's both good and bad, because you don't need to grind, like I'm skipping tons of fights because it's really there's a point where it's just not getting me anything. Yeah. But it's also weird because it feels like there's no sense of like difficulty spiking or anything like that. It just feels like it just feels like a flat curve that you're going through the whole time, like a straight line. Mm. It's been uh, yeah. it's been interesting as someone who didn't really delve into more of the crazier PlayStation one square RPGs, because I know that that's True. when they experimented a lot on those. But uh, yeah, so far it's been all right. I'm, I'm finally getting to the point where the story's picked up because it took a while to get there. And uh, I'm curious to see what happens next. And that's all I've been playing. Nice. All right, Paul. Um, I mean, the big one for me is I grinded out a bunch of Marvel Avengers stuff. Nothing to talk about there. Uh, you, oh, yeah, I forgot. So how did you feel about it? Uh, the story's pretty fine. It's good. Um, now it's the worst part of the game which is the multiplayer stuff and the grind oh. so i'm less inclined to do that but at least it's a podcast game so there it, there's that where i don't have to pay attention to it um it has weird glitches here and there too with the multiplayer stuff and the matchmaking's garbage so yeah I, it's a bummer if they had just focused on like really making that campaign even better like it would have been fucking fantastic but instead it was just kind of okay uh, I still don't recommend it to people, even though I liked it. <laughs> it's one of those. Um, yeah. The big thing for me, though, is because they announced Monster Hunter Rise and, like, kind of announced that last week. Uh, I was like, I got to finish Iceborne at some point. So I loaded up Iceborne this week and finished that campaign mode or, like, the assigned tasks, the story stuff. So, yeah, right. I did that. That nice. was, I guess, the big thing. Did you play that Witcher mission? That's, like, side content. And I did that once oh, already no. on my PS4, oh, okay. so I'm not going to do that again on PC. Okay. Yeah. It's fun, though. That Witcher stuff was good. Uh, And I've been playing Crisis Remastered, because I needed to see how that thing was. It has a uh, setting mode called Can It Run Crisis? And no, so I can't. Free, yeah. No? <laughs> It cannot. That mode is extraordinarily taxing, like unnecessarily, because that game isn't like beautiful by any means. It just turns everything up higher than it should be to the point where no graphics card apparently on the market currently can run it at 4K on that setting at like 30 frames. (laughs) They all dip. Well, those what 3090s? The 3090s will rip that, will rip it to shreds. The 3090 is so powerful, there's no CPU that exists right now that won't bottleneck it. Like the 3090 is stupid, crazy, powerful. So, there's that. I bet my dad Um, could beat it up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's more, that's just Crisis. If you haven't played Crisis before and you kind of want like a better looking version of it, it's still a good game. It's still not as good as like Crisis 2 and 3 when they started introducing more fun gameplay elements into it and 
some of the like suit stuff, like the invisibility and um and the like shield the, and the running bow? and stuff worked better. It's not a big thing for three. They they had a bow and arrow. Was that three or two? Yeah, it was definitely later for sure. I think it was three. I think that was like part of the year of the bow when like oh, okay, probably four yeah. games were coming out that focused on a bow. Yeah. Um, those games are, are you still playing on the Switch. Crisis three? No, remastered. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, I was asking if you're playing on the Switch because didn't that come out on the Switch as well? Oh, there's no way I'd play this on the Switch. That's crazy. Okay, I just I just remember being like, this is gonna be on the Switch. And I was yeah, like, that's, that's weird. The, that's the one you wanted to go with. No, I went with uh, the PC version. Um. Yeah, it's. I crisis. bet the Switch one can can run the Crisis Super Mode. I bet you it can't run the low mode of that game. It's uh, yeah, it's weirdly taxing. It's a big remaster. Uh, it's yeah, it's fine. That game is still okay if you like shooters and weird alien shit that's going on and Koreans shooting at you randomly. Yeah, good stuff. That's all. And like I've been playing Hades, but. We'll talk about that at another time. So that's all I've sure. been playing. All right. Uh, I, I meant to talk about this last week and just forgot that I played it. Uh, I played a bit of Spellbreak, the uh, Wizard Battle Royale. Uh, this thing has been in early access for like two years or something. At least. Um, and, it yeah. sh- and it shows because like it is like a really polished looking Battle Royale. It plays really well. Um, the lack of. I think it's missing a lot of audio things um, like characters talking to each other, uh, just kind of environmental cues. You know, I play obviously play a lot of Apex and that game does a great thing of like kind of notifying the whole team what's going on through the character banter. Um, If in case you're not like voice chatting, like if someone's getting shot at, it'll be like, oh, hey, I'm engaging the enemy. And if like a second squad comes in, we're getting attacked by a, a, a third party. Like it, it tells you all the time what's going on. The Hey, ring is closing guys. We're, we're pretty far away. Stuff like that. Th- these characters don't talk to each other. So it's, it's weirdly quiet than what I'm used to. Um, sure. But I think it looks pretty great, but it's still early access, um, but it went free to play and it's out on everything I'm playing on the Xbox. Um, I think the music's nice. Um, and I think the best thing it has going for it is the like weapons and the spells. So the way you fight is you get, you get two gauntlets, one for each hand. And it can be like a fire gauntlet or a stone gauntlet, ice, lightning, stuff like that. And the, the best part about it is those can combine and you can even combine them with like teammate spells or enemy spells. So, for example, let's say you're fighting an enemy and they throw a tornado at you because they have a wind gauntlet. If you shoot a firewall into that tornado that is now your fire tornado and it'll actually the 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 flames will combine with the tornado to to like change and it'll be a fire tornado or let's say someone has the poison one and they do a big poison gas cloud and you put a fireball in it you cause an explosion because it'll it'll react to the poison cloud and blow up and that'll be yours now so you can like steal opponents attacks and make them yours or combine stuff together to do a different attack and stuff like that. And that's really cool, kind of figuring out how that all works. Um, I haven't played, like, enough to, like, like me and my squad to be like, yo, let's combine and we'll we'll make this. But I, I could see, like, high-level yeah. play doing some really cool combos. I would like to see that. Also, you, you start with a double jump. So, like, already, yeah. there you go, double jump. And that's, you fly around, that's, right? 
you can well. straight up fly as well. And, yeah. and you, you do get other abilities. So you don't have like an ultimate, but you can pick up like kind of like a main ability. And there's a bunch of those ones. Some of them will make you go invisible. Some can make you like do a dash or like a, a short glide and stuff like that. There's a whole bunch of different abilities and whatnot. Um, and then it has like your your typical loot that you would find in a battle royale. Like I'm going to increase my like run speed or I'm going to increase the amount of health or or shield I have and stuff like that. Um, that's all pretty standard. The best part is though kind of all how the magic combines together and can play off one another. Um, the weird thing, so it has crossplay, but the weird thing is like it it's like never finding that many players. It'll so like you know you look at the like achievement list and the achievement for like coming in first place like 99 percent of people have that achievement and you're looking at it being like how is that possible it's because it puts you in a game that's 95 percent bots i don't know why it does that like it i don't know if the player base is really small i thought i was under the impression this game was pretty popular no it did uh, extraordinarily well the first week it yeah. had over two million people playing it oh, right geez. for some reason it just put it just makes you play against bots and every now and then there's a human so like i'm i'm playing around with my buddy and we'll come across people and it's like, oh, we're beating these people. This has to be a bot. And then we'll come across someone who's actually playing and they'll actually like make it harder or kick our ass or something like that. So I don't know if the game is like easing you into human play or something. It's not it's not being transparent about what's going on. But no matter what, when you start it up, you're going to be playing against bots for a while. I don't, I don't know what's what up are you playing that. on. I was playing on the Xbox version, but I had crossplay enabled. Weird. Hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't really know. But anyway, uh that's Spellbreak. It's free to play. I would recommend trying it out cuz why not? It's free to play. Um sure. I'll probably dip into that, if, you know, as 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 it goes. It is still technically early access and stuff, so. Um <clears throat> uh, I've also been playing Mario 3D All-Stars. Okay. Uh, why? How is that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um I you know I I like Mario <clears throat> Galaxy. All right, you've been playing that one specifically, right? That's the only one I've played. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. Um, John, why? Why? What's your what's your I, deal? What's your beef? I <laughs> didn't just straight up didn't think you'd want to play it, even though I know it was on the list. I still wanted to ask why. Because okay. you're you're um, usually the person I talk to the, that's always the most like I don't want to go back to games. I don't have time to go back to games. Yeah, so. that's just true. In, yeah, just in hearing general. You, don't yeah, hearing go you back. literally. Hearing you literally say like, yeah, I went back and played Galaxy is, is surprising. Yeah, true. I, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. I got desperate, man. Like, I, got, <laughs> I got put in a corner. The shakes, the shakes. <laughs> Everyone else was doing it. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I wanted to play some more Galaxy. That's kind of the, the big part about it. Um, I think this whole product is kind of subpar, though. Um, I've been hearing that a lot. Product, yeah, this product a lot of deserves to be so much better than it is. And it just seems kind of like the like laziest thing Nintendo could have done apart from literally nothing. Cause technically they did, they did up scale some stuff. Um, I've heard non soft complaints that Mario 64 is just such an old game that they, if you wanted to bring it back, you, they should have put some serious work into it and that the camera is an absolute mess because it yeah. still functions so as if you have seen Mario 64. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But it's but it's old Mario 64. Like I I would be excited about an actual remake of Mario 64 yeah. that like mm. looks like Odyssey. It could be the same levels and stuff. 
um, but like has actual camera controls. That's another thing is uh, Galaxy doesn't have full camera controls too. It just has kind of like the rotation little aspect. Yeah, that's just weird. Like yeah, it's just no, so weird the, running around. Odyssey's the only one that had that. <clears throat> yeah, and and these do feel like a step back um, from that for sure. Galaxy plays fine, except for the insistence on, hey, there was motion controls in this. We're not making it, so we're not taking that out. So, for example, if you're playing in handheld, you have to touch the screen a lot because the game was designed for you to point things at the screen to, like, pull Mario towards a star or something like that. Mm. So so it ends up just being this uncomfortable, like, I'm playing, okay, now i got to move my hand up here and tap the star and then go back so we can jump, and i got to move my, like, and it it just it's just cumbersome yeah if you're playing it docked like i played a bit with the pro controller you you have to aim the pro controller around to like select the star to pull mario over there like there there is no part there's no way of getting around that to the point of like if you hit pause your only options are hit pause again to get out of that menu or tap on the screen what you want you cannot cycle through any of the options on the screen even if there's only two what hmm yeah, it is just an insistence on, hey, when this was on the Wii, you could point at the screen at all times, and it was just, it was easy. But now, since I have to go out of my way to tap the screen, so every time I fi- every time I finish a stage and it says, hey, do you want to save? I have to take my hand off the right side of the screen and say yes or no. I cannot just select, I cannot just hit A or B on, to get away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, yeah, it's just, it's weird. It's just weird. I don't know, man. So again, I, why? I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I wanted to play Galaxy. I am curious. Did you think that they were gonna like make it more accessible, or were you on the camp of? I guess. They, yeah, I yeah. expect. I kind of expected them to just port it because <clears throat> Nintendo knows they don't have to put in effort. People will buy it. So it's weird. Yeah, it's weird though. I mean, because like when original All Stars came out, they actually did some cool stuff with that. Yeah, um, they did. That's true. So there's a precedent there. Um, and, and these Mario games are great. Like I, I, well, except for Sunshine. That game is just bad. But, you know, I also heard with Sunshine, um, they fixed the camera control. It's no longer set to inverted, which is great. But you also cannot set it to inverted if you want that. Interesting. Which, which I personally think, okay, thank you for fixing some of the camera. But I can understand if you're a diehard fan... Why is that not an option to go back? That was never the problem with that camera. That camera's wonky in so many ways. The fact that, like, it wouldn't work properly with any wall. It Yeah, that camera's fucked in that game. I like that game, um, too, but fuck, that camera's terrible. Yeah, I guess my, my hope when, with this would have been, like, hey, we understand that some work needs to be done to get these on the Switch, and that they would have yeah. done a little bit more than like the bare minimum like why do you insist that i have to touch the screen over and over again that yeah. is that is just it, it it's literally just like a speed bump as i'm playing every every like five minutes it's like i trip a little bit while i'm walking down the street and it's like well technically i am getting where i'm going but i'm tripping every five minutes and this is just kind of annoying sure that's just kind of what it feels like i don't know i'll probably just touch galaxy every now and then just to do a couple stars and whatnot um but it's weird. And the bummer is this. There was that article this week or the headline this week of uh, it's like the third best selling uh, switch game ever. <laughs> so like yeah. ever. Wow. I, I thought it was ever. <laughs> it's 
Uh, maybe it was just this year or something. I thought it was ever though. Like it, it did a crazy a number of sales. Um, so like Nintendo has no incentive of trying harder, which, no, is, which sure. is kind of just a, a bummer for sure. The people that seem to be getting the most out of it for sure are the people that have said, like, I played Mario 64, never played Sunshine, never played Galaxy. This is perfect for me. It's like, yeah, OK, that makes sense. Yeah, it I, is. I, it is getting these games to other people. I just feel like. I, like, I just I just wish they were better versions of the games. Yeah, I got the, no, I got sure. the tweet. I, I found the tweet. Mario 3D All-Stars is UK's third biggest game launch of 2020 and Nintendo's 15th biggest launch of all time. Good lord. Of all time, not even just the Switch or all time for the Switch? All time. Gotta be... Wow. That seems crazy. Yeah. I think that might just be the UK, but still. Yeah, that's, that's nothing to, you know, sneeze at. Yeah, I, I'm curious kind of like what people who didn't play the older games are thinking like who like who's getting anything out of Mario 64 at this point? It's not going to be a kid, right? Because it's going to look so old. They don't even have the nostalgia to be like, oh, I totally it, remember the bomb someone who grew up with it. Yeah, yeah, but then they're just playing a bad version of what they remember. Now they're just like, yeah, well, they're, they're just like, the what am I doing? <laughs> the same version, but without the rose colored glasses. So it's not even like hyped up in their head anymore. It's just. <laughs> Oh, this is what I was doing as a kid? Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Anyway. Uh, the last game to talk about is I've been playing Streets of Rogue. Nice. Um, it's a good game. Which is this weird little roguelike game that's kind of like just a like systems-based, how can we combine all these like weird little character abilities together to like get a an objective done. Yeah. So like I said, it's run based. You're on these different floors and you'll you'll enter kind of you'll enter what looks kind of like a cave with a bunch of people in there, a bunch of buildings and stuff. And you're and it's it's from a top down perspective. Uh, you're being told to like, hey, you have to neutralize this person. You have to steal this item and you got to like break into this safe. Um, and obviously, if you just go around shooting people, everyone's going to get upset and it's going to be harder. So it's like, well, I'm playing as the thief and he has the window breaking ability so I can sneak in through this window, which will get me access to this or I'm playing as the vampire, which will let me suck this guy's blood so that he'll be out of commission so I can get past. Or I'm playing as a soldier, which he comes equipped with a bunch of grenades. So why don't we just blow up this wall? Um, so there's and there's like, I don't know, 30 different characters, something there's like that. There's just a, there's so many characters, um, which is cool because it just opens up so many different things. The jock is hilarious because his ability is that he just charges forward and he can just run through walls. walls. Yeah. Yeah. So Very that's good. pretty great when like I'm playing more of a stealth character and it has co-op up to four people online, which is great. So we'll just have some people jump in and we're not talking to them voice chat. We're in a party chat, me and my buddy. And then they'll just start doing something. And it's like, well, I guess they did kill the person. Let's run. Let's get out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'll be sneaking around and then all of a sudden someone just comes like bursting through the wall it's like, okay, I guess I didn't need to do any more sneaking. Let's go. Um, but if you want to take it slow and you want to like combine your abilities together, it's like, hang on, if you can do this part, then I can shoot through the window and then we'll be able to do this. Or, hey, I can get the, I can hack the computer for you and then you'll be able to get in there and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it has, it has a ton of potential of what you, you have access to, which is, which is pretty cool. It's so cool. Um, it is cool. I don't like the way it looks at all. Yeah, I, think I agree. A, I think it is an <laughs> ugly looking game. Yeah, it's um, pretty bad looking. It kind of reminds me of the escapists. Yep. Like that art style, but not, but, but like, like kind of worse. Yeah. 
yeah, like like somehow worse. It it just seems like, hey, we put no time and effort into the way this looks. We spent it all on like the game mechanics. This is a like how the game plays versus how it looks for sure. And that's yeah. fine too. Because like I said, it, it 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 plays fun. There's a lot of depth there. There's a lot to explore and find out. Um so if it's an ugly game, hey, it's an ugly game. Whatever. But uh that's kind of like my my one gripe with it. But yeah, it's weird. There's a ton of weird stuff in that game. Like if you're in a forest area and cannibals will just pop out of the trees and now you got to deal with cannibals chasing you around and that sucks (laughs) or you got to like free the gorillas and stuff like that there's a ton of weird things in there and yeah it's a cool little game that's streets of rogue it's on game pass so if this sounds interesting to you check it out like i said online online co-op so that's a good co-op game right now it's very good yep um all right let's do some news because some big stuff happened yep like every week something something big happens Quick check-in, because, John, you weren't here last week. Did you pre-order any of the consoles? I got a PS5 pre-order, but uh, when I went to EB, I missed out on the Xbox One, or Series X pre-order, rather. Cool, which, um, and you got the disc PS5, obviously, right? Yep. Nice, nice. Um, I, I too, got a disc PS5. Um, I also pre-ordered three Xbox Series. <laughs> um, so I got an, an X, and then I sign on to work Slack and I'm like, hey, guys, I got an X number. And I was like, well, how'd you, how'd you do it? And I was like, I don't know, Walmart.com. It was pretty easy. And they're like, damn, if anyone can order some more, like we need them for work. And I was like, OK, I'll try. Hey, I got another X. Hey, I got an S. So mm-hmm. I got three of those showing up. And I was like, you guys better either let me expense these or cancel these. And they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, you can expense them. Um, so I'm just kind of stoked on having three Xboxes show up. I can't wait to take that photo and put that on Twitter. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just, I'm going to just stack them on top of each other and be like, look at this. Look how dumb this is. Um, wait, before we move so, on as well, one other thing I want to ask John specifically. Are you excited for the special edition of Devil May Cry 5? No. Okay. Well, I think it's too early. Yeah. Oh, well... It, when we were talking about it, I was just like, me and Sean were just like, yeah, we're probably not going to play it again. And I was saying, I really wish John was here because he's probably the only one out of the three of us that would be somewhat like stoked about this. So I just no, I was to. I was just like, yeah, I figured, but I think they should have waited. But I guess it's a new gen, so it makes sense. Yeah, Did they do a special edition for four. Yes, but it was like yeah. eight years later. OK, I don't remember that at all. But I didn't really yeah. play for so. Yeah, it never it never got a physical edition. It was only a digital. Isn't this one also only digital? No, this one apparently is physical because I've got a physical copy coming. Oh, okay. It's going to be a box with a code in it. Knowing my luck. <laughs> All right, let's start with the big one. It's at the top of the list here. Yeah. I would never have guessed this. Yeah. But Microsoft bought ZeniMax, um, which owns Bethesda. Yes. Huge. huge huge yeah yep. huge huge or what was it like, 7.5 billion 7.8 i was what i had in my head does it say it in this well, we're talking about 0.2 billion dollars yeah it's like who cares let's just Except round up let's money. say 8 billion <laughs> 50 billion dollars 100 yeah. billion gajillion dollars that's how rounding up works they basically yeah. spent a billion dollars or a hundred billion dollars. So, yeah, no, huge news. Uh, this is crazy. They also announced so everything Bethesda's coming to Game Pass. 
Because, you know, yeah. Game Pass wasn't good enough, right? Right, because now they're first party. So And now they're first party. This is insane. You look at all the other acquisitions that they kept getting, and then it's like Boom and Bethesda. Like, holy smokes. Holy smokes. Yep. I am... I'm super curious what this will lead to, if what it'll lead to. Like, eventually they're going to be exclusive, right? They've said they're they're honoring all the, like, um, contracts that they have already have out there. And they said that the same thing whenever, when they, you know, when they bought Double Fine and stuff. So that's why, you know, a lot of those games are still going to come multi-platform. The Outer Worlds is multi-platform. Um, but, I, but eventually it's going to be exclusive. And that is such a big get for Microsoft. Like... Holy uh, smokes. It might be. Microsoft has shown they don't care as long as people are playing their games, what it's on. Like, it, they, this stuff might be on Switch still. It's probably not going to be I on Sony. I feel like Switch is like, a neutral, is, is like a neutral zone for both the consoles, right? I, I mean, yeah, they're just kind of doing their own thing. They don't care about the, exactly, the console exactly, stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, th- I also, so there was like a whole bunch of headlines going around with this. I think I saw that $7.8 billion is more than like sony has ever made on their games like the whole games department which like that was crazy to me that's a big Uh, number i think i saw i think i saw that this was like the second highest like games related acquisition number ever um yeah this is this is this is super crazy yeah very big and and like and now all for going forward bethesda uh titles are going to be like day one and date on game pass like, that's just great. Like, holy smokes. That's so good. All right. I'm going to break this um, down quickly for people that maybe aren't sure what this entails. So Bethesda um, Softworks and uh, Studios is you get they're getting Bethesda Studios to the development side. They're also getting id Software, Arcane Studios, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks and an, uh, Alpha Dog Games. What the hell do they do? Oh, they do mobile stuff. All right, fair enough. I've never played one of their games before. Uh, so, yeah, stuff like Doom, Dishonored, uh, Wolfenstein, Elder Scrolls. I mean, they just announced six like two years ago or whatever. Starfield. The new Starfield. Uh, Evil Within, Prey. Fallout. Like, huge, huge names. So, yep. yeah. This is... This is like this is like a one-two punch from Microsoft being like, yo, you need to pay attention to what we got going on like i i am so curious we get like you know three four years from now and the and the exclusive start happening i'm so curious to see how strong that microsoft portfolio is um and if it'll finally match sony's uh, exclusives because that's all the thing that everyone always says like oh i'm getting a ps5 because i want those exclusives they got sony has the exclusive games over the microsoft um I think this I think this pushes Microsoft up there. Yeah, this is definitely them playing the long game. Yeah. This is I mean, it's huge. Yeah. They've also said, I forget if you guys mentioned this, I just missed it. Uh, Anything that was already going to be PS5 exclusive or timed exclusive is still happening. So I think that's Deathloop and uh, I forget what the other game is. The one from Tango Gameworks. um, Tokyo something Tokyo. Yeah. Tokyo Ghost, like night Ghostwire Tokyo or something. Ghost no, I think that's it, yeah, yeah, something like that. That one. Yeah. yeah. There's there's been no announcements of if those are coming, but it kind of opens up the door of possibly. Another thing it opens up the door that I saw a lot of people on Twitter being excited about is the developers uh the team New Vegas 2, 
Yeah, so Obsidian, Obsidian and Bethesda are back in the same Obsidian. umbrella again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that could be... That would be kind of exciting. Obsidian's doing so many other things right now that I'm excited for. I don't care if that doesn't happen, though. Obsidian's kind of doing their own thing now, and I'm here for it. It's neat yeah, that I mean, it I like happen. I like Outer Worlds as much as the next person. I was playing that DLC a few hours ago. Um, oh, okay. But I know New, I knew New Vegas is uh, a fan favorite. So, yeah, it's a huge. Uh, along with that, uh, Bloomberg kind of broke this story just before it went, uh, Microsoft had announced it. Along part of that, uh, the same article from Jason Schreier uh, had mentioned that Xbox Game Pass subscribers re- went up uh, from 10 million to 15 million since April of this year. Yeah. Wow. Which is that is a huge jump. I'm assuming the pandemic probably helped with that. People being stuck inside and wanting a shit ton of games for only a few bucks. Um, but that is that is crazy growth. Um, and it yeah. should be. Game Pass is a, is a, the best deal in games as far as I'm concerned. It 100 percent is. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. In fact, it's actually scaring indie devs because they're like, we actually can't compete. If we don't get on Game Pass, our game's fucked. <laughs> so I people bet, are yeah, getting worried. I can worried. see it. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Which is its own. It's weird. It's a whole other set of problems that never gets highlighted. But the indie devs are sweating right now because they're like, well, how I mean, do I sell a game for $12 when you can buy Game Pass for $12 and get all new AAA games <laughs> from Microsoft? Nope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully the, the deals happening at game pass are making it worth yeah. it um, yeah hopefully I, I don't know we'll see uh the other thing that i pulled here is doom eternal is coming to game pass october 1st so cool yeah. nice i uh i was just thinking about this a little bit earlier do you think this going like these ties and buys don't happen overnight or anything this has probably been in the works for a few months at least and sure. uh I remember Bethesda took down, sent take down notices to uh, GeForce Now to get rid of all their games. Do you think because they knew that somewhere in the background Project X Cloud stuff was going to happen and there was going to be a big like liability issue? I see where that you're going probably with that. Was, yeah, that probably was part of it. But like, no one knew this was coming. There was no leak of this information at all. So. Yeah, which is rare as it is. But I think Paul's point is Bethesda would have known and they were like, well, no, we're going to we're about to have a deal with X Cloud and you did not ask us for a deal, GeForce. So no, thank you. I would like to bring to the table because it's I bet you've forgotten. Isn't Bethesda working on their own streaming service called like Orion? Yes. So I what I bet that has something to do with that. Also. I'll bring up another thing. The Bethesda launcher oh. sucks. So I'm <laughs> glad that it's not going to be defunct now. <laughs> also, Google Stadia. Are those games on that? I don't know. That's not a contender at all. <laughs> yeah. All, all right. right. Next news story. Xbox uh, announced what the expandable storage prices will be for their little memory cards, their SSDs. They're, they're expensive. They're very yeah. expensive. Yeah. Um, so a one terabyte one will is going to cost you 220 bucks uh, American. 
now, uh, which seems like a lot. That's going to basically double the Series X's storage. The S only has 512, which is odd since that's a digital only console. Um, so definitely something to think about if you're kind of going the S route. Yeah. So you can still use 3.1 hard disk drives, but you have to transfer Xbox Series X optimized games onto the uh, the internal drive. But if you have this expansion card, you can run them off of this storage. Right. Are you looking at the chart I have here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So just to kind of break down specifically what you can and can't do with a typical USB drive versus these Seagate expansion cards, you can store any Xbox game on both of them. You can play Xbox One, 360, and original Xbox games off of both of them. You can only play games optimized for the Series X or S off the expansion card, like John just mentioned. Uh, and to get the speed and performance um, of those new games and the uh, the uh, like the loading, you need the expansion. Sure. Okay. So again, something to definitely keep in mind. It kind of seems like if you get that digital one and you fill it up pr- pretty quick, because of course you are, this is probably what you're going to want, which gets it cl- more expensive than an X. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, and in terms of confirming prices, they also announced the Xbox One, or sorry, <laughs> Xbox Series X controllers um, are going to cost $60 like they have been, not 70 like Nintendo and Sony have are, are going with. So a nice change of pace where the controllers are actually cheaper than the games. True. Well, we haven't seen Series X prices yet, right? Uh, I thought those were confirmed to be the same. They were going to be 70 US from here on out. No, I think I've only been seeing like 60 on those ones. I think the only 70 ones I've been seeing are some of the exclusives for Sony. But I want to say, like, if I look up, like, Assassin's Creed Valhalla on Amazon. Let me do some, let me do some quick reporting real quick. Sure. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Man, proprietary hardware, though. God damn, <clears throat> they screw you every time with those prices. Yeah. Sony was infamous This is a it. better deal than Sony's, though, right? Than the Vita ones? Yeah, I'm not a fan of proprietary anything, though. I like going third party. Okay. I'm getting a lot of stuff for, like, the gold edition and the ultimate edition, which is not helpful. I can tell you that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is $50 on the PS4, and that will come with a free upgrade, so why would you not just do that one? Mm. Um, But, uh... I can tell you how much Marvel's (laughs) Avengers is based on my search for Assassin's Creed. Is that useful? Yep. Uh, how about a keychain that looks like the axe from Assassin's Creed 3? That's weird. That's specific. $30. Is that useful? Yeah, kind of. All right. Well, that's what, that's what I was looking up here. That's what I came for. So I, hopefully I answered your question. Okay. Let me tell you some more good news that Xbox is doing on the consumer front line. Please. They are finally allowing... Oh, game preloads for physical media consumers. So what this means so cool. is you can pre uh, if you pre-order a game, if you don't even have the game and you don't know if you want it yet or whatever, it doesn't matter. If you don't have the game or whatever, you can download all of the like day one patches and all the media and stuff that it needs. And then it'll be playable once you put the disc in. 
So, yeah. or if you purchase it digitally, it's just ready to go. Yeah. Or, yeah, or so, if you don't want to buy it at all and you just want to use some bandwidth because you're crazy. Yeah, you could do that. That's true. Yeah, this is you could uh, fill a whole screen full of games you don't own. This is definitely going to be huge for a lot of people with bad internet connections where they're like, I have to like start a download the night before or like two days before or whatever. You can do that, get everything in there. And then when you pop your disc and it's just ready to go. Like, it's actually huge news. That should have been. This is so cool. Like, it is so cool that they're doing that. (laughs) Like, I love this. Uh, It's I mean, I already do pre downloading because I'll usually like pre order the game like the day before just just for this specific reason. But now I don't even have to like pre-order it i can just you know in, in case like a like a deal pops up or something somewhere else i can just like preload it use the regular thing preload it this is this is so cool um i think you need to use the android app though uh which is an odd limitation at the moment yeah i'm yeah. sure that's going to change there's Probably. no way that's gonna <clears throat> just stay um, and i wonder if the reason why it's just the android app right now is because of the weird shit going on with apple <laughs> Yeah, this article brings up an interview to the end here. Uh, Microsoft spokesperson said they cannot comment on this yet because it is part of a larger functionality that is about to be announced. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I'm assuming it's gonna you're going to eventually be able to do it on the console. I don't know how the Android one can already do it. It is a beta string of the Android thing. Maybe they're just kind of testing it out to make sure it works before they announce it yeah. full-fledged, but that's still really cool. Huge. Yeah. Um, let's continue with some of the Xbox talk. Gears Tactics, notable Xbox Series launch title, will have cross saves with the PC version, um, which means I might actually pl- continue my save. Look at that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's great. Uh, except on the Steam version. If you, if for some reason you played the Steam version of Gears Tactics, You're you can't transfer your save to the Xbox version. But who bought that on Steam? You were, you're doing it wrong. Why would you do that? You're the same person that downloads stuff just because you got too much broadband. (laughs) Give me all that patches, baby. Let's go. I need to get rid of all this bandwidth I have. I can't carry anymore. It's it's too much. It keeps coming out of the wall. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Um... More big stuff happening uh, specifically with studios. A whole bunch of um, Blizzard veterans are launching a new company called Dreamhaven that is going to be a development slash producing uh, um, company head up by the old co-founder and CEO of Blizzard Entertainment, Mike Morhaime. Uh Currently, they have two studios under their belt called Moonshot Games and Secret Door also being led by really big names from the old Blizzard uh, days, like ex-executives uh, and stuff on Hearthstone, on StarCraft, um, and some of the Warcraft 3 stuff. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. No, like, really big news yet, just the fact that it's existing is kind of the news. So, I think I was we'll seeing, see. apparently it's people kind of just getting tired of Activision. Yes. Yep. Uh, I don't know how how accurate that was or how confirmed that was, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. <clears throat> yeah. Speaking of people breaking away from their overlords that harassed them and kept 
them in the closet and whipped and beat them. The old ex Lab Zero Games uh, members, uh, people that worked on Skullgirls and Indivisible, are making a new studio that's going to be a co-op, which means every employee gets uh, a part in the decision making, called Future Club. So yeah, that should be interesting. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, some other co-ops that have been working so far: uh, Motion Twin, that does Dead Cells. Yes, is a co-op. Yep. That's the only one I knew about. Mm-hmm. Is so, there another one? Uh, I don't. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, okay. So this is right. going to be the second like big one, I guess. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with this, but. Hopefully something good because I like those games. So it'd be cool if they could continue making good stuff. Okay. Yeah, good for them, for sure. Yeah. Uh, they're making a Yakuza movie. Again. Okay. Because there already is one. Again? Yeah, yeah. there's already a live movie? action one. There's already is, a live is action it Yakuza actually movie. based on Yakuza? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm well, a, the, I'm the storyline the storyline isn't exactly lifted from a game, but like it's got Kiryu and Majima and uh, a couple other characters from it. That's okay. true. I'm I assuming this is see the one we're talking about now is like a Western release, or is the one you're talking about also a Western release? No, uh, Japanese. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, twelve, twelve, and Wild Sheep apparently are the uh, companies that are working with Sega on it. I'm just trying to see what else they've done because either one of these are names I recognize. Uh, I don't recognize anything Wild Sheep has done. Yep, me this neither. is the first article at Variety for twelve twelve. Yep. So, so I, don't I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I mean, why not though, right? Like <laughs> a Yakuza game or movie seems like it would probably kind of write itself if you just go based on the game, but. We'll see. We'll see how it does. Okay. Uh, this came out of nowhere for me. Amazon announced their uh, venture into cloud gaming with a service called Luna. Um, so yeah. So it it run. This runs off of um, Amazon's AWS platform, um, mm-hmm. the Amazon Workshop, that uh, so far made two games that no one liked. So uh, yeah. blow, good start, good start. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, this isn't game development. This is this is an actual platform, and it looks it looks like a Stadia. Yeah, it does. It looks like a Stadia. Yeah. Um, kind of with I think the interesting part is the difference in pricing um, against Stadia. So Stadia, you 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 can subscribe to their monthly thing, or you can just buy sixty dollar games. Right. That's that's pretty much how that goes. Luna has luna plus which is a subscription service that'll have a curated selection of games um uh launch titles will include things like resident evil 7 control panzer dragoon i'm surprised a plague tales there but good for them search to a ukulele it's like the first ukulele is the one they were showing but they said the words um of the the, they they uh, said the title of the second one so maybe both. I don't. I don't they know. said impossible lair. Yeah. Oh. They did say that they were showing the first one, but anyway, <laughs> oh. there's an introductory price of six dollars a month. So who knows how long that'll be? 
Um, and the introductory price to get in with like the controller and stuff is 50 bucks, which that's less than half of what Stadia was. Mm-hmm. Um, this controller looks like a Nintendo Switch Pro controller. Yeah, pretty damn yep. close. Looks so similar to it, uh, but it's got like some purple on it. So I like I like the color scheme. Sure. Yep. It's a good color. Uh, I, I, what I found interesting is that they're going to be doing a like Ubisoft channel gaming channel. Right. That seems that's, interesting. that's the key difference. Instead of buying $60 games, you will subscribe for an additional price to different channels you pick. Yeah. No info on how much a channel will be. I'm assuming they'll probably range in different prices. Yeah. But yeah. Ubisoft is the first one announced. There'll be a Ubisoft channel. It's going to have Valhalla there day and date. That was the other thing is they're going to have day and date uh, of, of like Ubisoft titles when, when those show up in the channel. Yeah. My guess it would be 10 bucks. You play plus is $15 a month. Yeah. And their introductory pricing is $6. So my guess would be kind of in the middle. My guess is the Ubisoft channel will be $10 a month. Okay, sure. I could see that. I could also maybe, see them maybe, be you know saying this, $15 a month for the Ubisoft channel because fuck yeah, our consumers. Does does um Uplay Plus have day and date? Oh, I'm sure it does. It's their own company. I hope so, yeah. Oh, I thought maybe you knew. I thought you I don't had subscribed know. to it in the past. Oh, God, okay. no. No, no, no. I wasn't able to find out because I... I don't even know how I would find out. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's such a, like a specific search I would need to do. So, um, yeah. So there's that, they said there's going to be things like, we'll even make channels based on genres. So I guess if they strike up a deal with a bunch of like horror devs, Hey, do you want to put your game in the horror channel? Yeah. I don't know. The other um, big thing that's going to be kind of interesting about this is as everybody knows, they own Twitch. There will be a Twitch integration where, People will be able to watch a Twitch stream on this and then just start playing the game right away from the stream. Sure. Which is kind that of makes sense. Yep. I mean, Google was kind of saying similar stuff. Like, you just see the game, you instantly play it. Uh, yep. No downloads. And then they had the little, like, you know, um, video of everyone being like, oh, you don't even, I don't even need to have a tower? That's awesome. No more patches that we just, we've heard like nine <laughs> <Yeah>. times now. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I might check it out if there's some exclusives that seem kind of interesting. This introductory price makes it... If this was another Stadia price, I'm like, I did this once. Yeah. Like 50 bucks, I might I might just try it out. Yeah. Just for, like, the novelty of being there. Who knows? I like the color purple. Sure, yeah. Sp- and uh, the controller does the same thing, right? Where it connects to the cloud, I believe. Yeah, they did mention, yeah, you the can same kind thing. of jump around. And one thing is, they also said, it's coming to iOS with Android later. Which is interesting. Yeah, interesting. So it's like, well, how are they getting around the stuff Stadia is? You have to launch it through a website. Yeah, it's iOS web, it specifically says. Right. So you're not oh. going to be able to download an app and then launch the app. You have to go on like on Chrome or whatever, go to the website, and then you're streaming through the website. Which, yeah. Okay. So that's a weird workaround. I'm, I'm, I guess we'll see if it does work. Um, but yeah, all the footage was someone playing on an iPhone. Yeah. So best on the fire, obviously the fire TV, fire TV. Yeah. Every, yeah everyone's fire TV. Yeah. Luna. Yep. Guess we'll see. Yep. Uh, I need to see some exclusives because like I like control that as much as everyone, but I actually own two copies of control. So, <laughs> so I'm good. Sure. Speaking of two copies of a game, that's not going to get a free upgrade uh, for PlayStation five. Uh, Spider-Man is also. 
not going to. They've confirmed. Oh, yeah. This was super confusing. Does anyone actually know the answer already? I feel like every time someone explains it to me, I, I'm just confused. Well, I'll read you the statement here. Marvel Spider-Man Remastered is an enhanced version of Marvel Spider-Man. It's included as part of the Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition for PlayStation 5. In addition, players who purchase Spider-Man Miles Morales on PS4 can upgrade at no additional cost to the PS5 version of Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales and can take advantage of the paid upgrade to download Marvel Spider-Man Remastered. What? Okay, does this make sense so far for everybody? Yeah, no, you... Okay. Okay. So Wait, you get the free upgrade, but then you pay for something else. I'll dumb it down. So it's kind of like an expansion pack on the PS4, right? Because Miles Morales is coming out. It's like not a full game. It's kind of like an add on. If you buy that, you can upgrade to the, sp- the edition on PS5 for the extra cost of uh, the full game. On PS5, basically. It's a paid upgrade. No, it says you can upgrade at no additional cost to the PS5 version and of can just take advantage of a paid yeah. upgrade. Yeah, for the original Mar- game. Yeah. So, Remastered. Miles Morales, what? It, think of Miles Morales as an expansion or whatever, right? That expansion is free if you have it on PS4 to PS5. If you want the PS4 game of Spider-Man to the PS5 and you have the Miles Morales one, it's a paid upgrade to like complete that set. Yeah, I think it's like 20 bucks or something like that based on the physical editions anyways. So it's still cheaper that way. Um, the rest of the thing is there are no current plans or plans currently to offer Spider-Man Remastered as a standalone. Players with a copy of Marvel Spider-Man for PS4 can purchase the Miles Morales uh, Ultimate Edition um, to experience Marvel Spider-Man Remastered on PS5. Marvel Spider-Man on PS4 will also be compatible on PS5. <laughs> So this is where it gets confusing, but it still kind of makes sense. <laughs> That's really dumb. That's really dumb. Yeah. You can still play the old version of Spider-Man for PS4 on your PS5, but you're not getting the PS5 version okay. of that game. Okay. Yeah, that one that one makes sense to me. And, you know, Xbox is doing similar stuff. I think what's making everything confusing is they're offering free upgrades to some things and then free not. And now there's going to be like separate versions of games running on one console yeah. based on how much money you've yep. spent. Like it is getting very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. So the best way to think about this is think of Spider-Man remastered as a remaster, a whole different product, right? That you have to pay for. That you for can the only thing. get if or you, you buy can play Miles the OG, Morales. Or you can purchase or you can play your OG PS4 version that came out like two years ago <laughs> on the new system. <laughs> like it's yeah. so it's dumb and then pretend yeah exactly <laughs> then just pretend it looks better <laughs> yeah exactly uh that's funny i'm gonna i'm gonna buy miles morales on my ps5 and i'm gonna play that and i'm not gonna play any version of original spider-man ever again that's my that's my strategy okay that's simple. That makes sense to me. Yep. That's what's going to happen. Yep. Uh, I just thought this was kind of interesting news and good news for game stuff. Amnesia went open source, so they released the uh, code for Amnesia, The Dark Descent, and A Machine for Pigs. Uh, what this means is that Amnesia is not free, but if you are a modder or a programmer 
game dev, any of that sort of stuff. You can go through their code, look at it, take parts of it. Uh, yeah, it's this is an important step in games lasting forever on the internet. This is why Doom is like on everything because Doom is open source, so people and the community can keep it alive forever. Amnesia is going that road too, so that's good news for people that like that game. I don't particularly like those games, but I like the idea of games not dying when they're old. <laughs> so sure. preservation yep. is super important. Um, No Man's Sky got another huge update. 3.0 patch. Yeah. Um, Did you see that trailer? Th- no, I didn't watch it. Apparently there's a there's giant a worm worms. in it. Yeah. yeah. Dude's just walking around. Giant worm comes out of the ground, flies over top of him. Nice. That's yeah, okay. Uh, they added a weather system, a whole bunch of different, um, environmental stuff, including mountains and, uh, and like volcanoes and shit like that. Yeah. A whole bunch of new systems. Seems neat. Like a ton more planets. I saw, uh, there's like a lot. Uh, this game is intimidating in how, how big it is. I agree, but as somebody who played it kind of recently, it's still kind of boring. Because, like, there is like a a giant worm. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that does it. Uh, It's still basically just shooting a plant to get carbon to build a small upgrade and doing that for like a hundred hours. It's still that. So, yeah. Uh, People should still check it out, though, because if you want that type of game, it's there. And it's probably the biggest of them. It's just not yep. for me. This is just kind of weird bad news. If you remember, I talked a bit about a game called Disintegration, where you play a like mech pilot that controls a bunch of like little dudes by flying on this in the sky and like giving them orders. They're closing down the multiplayer for this game. It's only been five months, but nobody's playing it. So in November. Oh. They will no longer, this game will no longer have multiplayer. The single player will be intact still. But uh, the multiplayer I thought was interesting because it was kind of like you and I think three or four other people on your team controlling like five people each to like do this weird real time like strategy shooter, mech shooter type thing. And there's nothing else like it. Uh, That's probably why it didn't catch on because it's weird and obscure and it's kind of not great but it's interesting uh but now it's dead so yeah it's uh, robots wearing clothes yeah sure uh among us got canceled uh among us two got sequel. canceled right so oh, yeah, we uh, yeah. yeah we talked about that earlier i mean yeah but it was still news it's not my fault you jumped the gun <laughs> I can't help it. I, I was talking about it. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Time is like a I just, river and it flows. Yeah. One direction. It's true. Uh, I just found that interesting that like 30 days after they're like, we're making a sequel. They're like, no, we're not. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, that game needs definitely some improvements and it's cool to see that they're coming for people that already bought Apparently it. Apparently it doesn't need improvements. It's doing just fine. <laughs> it definitely needs improvements. It Being able to hide the room bucks. code would be amazing. 
I hate that you can't hide the room code naturally. That's, that's what your webcam is for, or a random GIF. A random GIF, yeah. Um, or yeah. like a built-in VoIP would go do wonders. Like if it made you shut, if it was open and then it shut off automatically, so people couldn't like cheese it. That would be kind of neat for random lobbies. If you play random lobbies for whatever reason, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff they could do to make it better. New mini games would be cool. Uh, Double jump. Or double jump would be great. Hug button. A hug button would be great, honestly. <laughs> um, this was kind of interesting news. So there was a huge community push for Left 4 Dead 2 to make this like giant final patch thing, uh, like a big campaign with a bunch of stuff in it, and it got officially integrated into the game. And the game Left 4 Dead 2 is free on PC this weekend to play. So people can play this thing if they want to. Uh, so it's a whole new campaign. There's 26 new uh, survival maps, uh, pitchfork and shovel melee weapons, new animations, uh, some unused voice lines previously for the survivors. Uh, it's a pretty big like uh, community thing that was kind of just added. So the last stand you can, if you were looking for a reason to get into Left 4 Dead 2 again, even if you don't have it on PC, it's free this weekend. You can jump in. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting that that got as big as it did and then released officially. Uh, you know, double jump is the best game mechanic. Yeah, probably. Hug button might be the second best game mechanic. Brave stance. Yeah. What about petting you know? a dog? I feel like those are pretty similar. Pet yeah. the dog with That's, a hug. Yeah. Petting the dog is kind of like giving it a hug. It's like yep. a one-handed hug. Yep. I got to think on this more. Yep. Write it down in your dream journal. Uh, TGS is happening uh, as of today, so not a whole lot of big news re- or like cool <laughs> things released yet. The big thing is that we have a date for Near Reincarnation, which is the re-release uh, of Near Gestalt. That was on ps3 before uh is this the one that has the full name and if so can you please read it what near I'm, try- I'm trying to find it no it's got it's oh, got a ridiculous right. name that's the stupid like subtitle or whatever yeah what is it I'm, i just want to be accurate in up. case someone's confused about what we're talking about uh-huh. Uh, near replicant version one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine dot dot dot. Okay, yeah. In case you were thinking it was the other one, nobody was thinking it was the other one. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't think. I'm just covering our basis. That's that's what we do here. April twenty third, twenty twenty one is when that comes out. And then I don't know uh, any the of the shit. Don't Nod, developers of Life is Strange, Vampire, Life is Strange 2. Mm-hmm. Among other games. Uh, they're opening a second studio in Montreal um, and working on new IPs. So I'm just happy to see that they're doing well enough uh, that they can expand in such a significant way. So good, good job. I like those games. Um. In terms of uh, people doing new stuff, Michelle Ancel, who you may know as the creator of Rayman, is leaving Ubisoft um, to, uh, specifically to open a wildlife sanctuary. 
Which didn't that seems like an appropriate fit for someone who made Rayman. Didn't we talk about this last week? No, you weren't here. Last Two weeks week, ago? Yeah. Two weeks ago, rather? No. I uh, no. Where in the world did I talk I don't about think this? this happened two weeks ago. Did you make this happen? Did you dream this I, up? I remember this discussion, and I thought it was with you two, but weird. <laughs> you nope. had a you had a dream podcast, and we need to release that episode. Because frankly, I don't even care about this news, so it wasn't with me. I just I just thought it was adorable that he's opening a wildlife sanctuary. That's good. Um, he also gave an update that Wild and Beyond Good and Evil Two are still happening without him, obviously. Though. Sure. Um, but anyways, he posted on uh, Instagram a picture of him with like a lion. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, wait. No, it's like, sorry, it's like a fox. Oh, okay. That's less good. <laughs> That's how he announced this. So I don't know. The fox is pretty cute. It's like it stole his bag of some kind of food. That was uh, It didn't get very far. All right. Anyway, then. good luck to that guy. Yeah. Uh, the Game Awards, we got a, re- uh, a release date. We got a date of December 10th, so mark your calendars for that. We'll have new consoles by that point. That's going to be a whole different world. Yeah. We'll still have COVID, though. Yeah. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> yeah, never forget. Um, Mike Bithell's new game has been announced coming out early October called The Solitaire Conspiracy. If you're wondering who Mike Bithell was, he did Thomas Was Alone. Um, he did that John Wick Hex game. He does done a bunch of different stuff. Uh, this is a spy-based solitaire um, story game that just seems cool. There's character classes. Um, so, like, I'm here for it. This looks, this looks up my alley taking a card game and doing something kind of RPG like with it. Yeah. That just seems cool to me. Oct- October 6th. Yeah, it looks neat. So I'll check it out. The solitaire conspiracy. Uh, and last little bit of news jet. What's the subtitle again? Hang on the far shore. Otherwise known as that game that the super brothers sword and sorcery guys are doing. Um, it's been uh, delayed to next year because of course it has. Yeah. All right. That does it for news. Let's answer some questions. TopDemRespective at gmail.com is the email address. You can also send questions in to Twitter at TDP Podcast, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. Kevin writes, how many encores are too many? Three. Two. Three. We're talking like a concert, right? I assume so. I can't think of encores like what where another scenario an encore would happen. Skullgirls versions. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. I think I'm with Paul. Three is too many. I've been to two a couple that like, I've done two, and it was okay. But it was I feel like you two, don't two is, yeah. I feel like you don't need to do a second encore. Just put stuff in the first encore or put stuff in before any of the encores. I feel like you you definitely do an encore because yeah. who does I, not? Yeah, do you an do encore. one encore at least. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement with that. Then I feel like if you come up with a second encore, there better be a good reason. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's going to be a pretty good encore. Like so, that second encore has to be like, also like okay, one song is, that everyone expects end. you to do. That's just gigantic. So I've been at a concert before that ended, and then the encore came on, and then they did the song that everybody expected, and during that, and then they left. And then nobody fucking left. Everybody kept cheering for like 10 minutes and then they came back on stage 
they're like, okay, we'll do another one or two, then we're out. <laughs> it's like, <okay. laughs> I don't think I've ever done one that's, I don't think I've ever done two encores. They're not seen. that common. Yeah, yeah, they're super rare. Three I, is so like, like holy two, shit, you better like, there better be a fucking good ass reason. No, three like, is untenable. Like, I'm out after. If there's two, I'm like, okay, you're pushing it, but this is fine. I'm, the, <laughs> I'm there out. with you, but I'm saying yeah. if they're doing a third, there's got to be like saving yeah. like some pyrotechnics. They're doing like they brought in a whole other band that I just also happen to like. Like, this, you know, I don't know. There's got to be a good reason for a third one. Yeah. For sure. Okay, uh, Matthew writes in and says or asks, I think most people who hate Final Fantasy 13 hate it because they don't like it being called Final Fantasy. If it hadn't been called Final Fantasy, I think a good chunk of its hate them would either like it or be indifferent to it. Are there any games you think would have a, a generally uh, more generally positive fan reception if the only thing that was changed was it wasn't part of a franchise? Man, Final Fantasy yeah, 13 is like sure. the one I was thinking of. <laughs> Final Fantasy was definitely the best example. Mm-hmm. I feel like anything that goes on this long that they keep updating it, like Assassin's Creed has completely changed. Yeah. I don't know if people would, but I think people actually like it more now that it is, is kind of turned into like The Witcher. Um, sure. Oh, people are saying nuts and bolts in the chat. That's a good answer. That's a really good answer. I think that I think that's a good game, but I think people are upset with it because it's not just another Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. yeah. That, that I mean, that's why I liked it. Answer. I almost didn't check it out because it was named Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. So I agree. People in the chat just keep quoting that one. Keep it going. Uh, like, what are some other games that are kind of hate by fandoms? I mean, every big series has some At some one. missing part. Yeah, like Mega Man's yeah. probably got what about one. DMC. Yeah, DMC. Yeah, but DMC was more hated because it was a reboot. Yeah, I I like DMC a lot. Um, I mean, keep in mind if they were not if they were a different IP, they would not sell anywhere near as well. That's true. So I mean, that's that's what's happening here. I don't know if Federation Force would have done any better. Federation Force is a good one, too. Another good example, yeah. All right. Cody writes in and says, if you had to make a video game themed reality show, what challenge would you make the contestants do? See, the problem is all it, all it comes to mind is the tester because they did like video game themed <laughs> challenges. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not a bad thing to come to mind. Mine would definitely involve goo as the the penalty. Sure. Or gunk or whatever it was officially yeah. called. Like any good 90s kid. Yeah. The first place. So I definitely want that. The tester did not have that. Uh, they had cockroaches or something, though, right? They had something gross. I don't remember what. I don't remember. They had some was, like light fear so factor one once, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah light. Like, yeah. <sighs> I'm trying to think like I feel like most of the like the answers are going to be like have to play this video game really well or really fast. And I'm trying to think, how would you take it outside of playing well, a game, but also still make it game themed? Like you, you take the world you, you have the to game. play a real life Fall Guys level. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be super entertaining. Yeah, be 
I was going to say, make be like, all right, well, you're, you're playing like some like diner dash style, like mobile game. So like, all right, so now you got to actually serve coffee in real life. Whoever serves the most, does the most orders wins. And they just all work in different Starbucks or something stupid like that. Okay. That's not bad. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I like it. I would uh, make someone came up with the idea. Run. Like Sean said, the slime, you could say you could work it into Dragon Quest. Like you have to do like a fake fight. And if you lose, you get slimed. Yeah. I'd make them wall run like make over them. like a ball. Pool learn learn how to double jump. Yeah. Double jump. Yeah. Hug someone or pet a dog. Yeah. Hug someone. <laughs> I, I I think one that would be good is like a tapper kind of thing where they actually have to slide it down something really long. Mm-hmm. Like a real full like pint glass frosted pint glass. I got to slide it all the way down like a really long counter shuffleboard kind of style Ooh, that'd be kind of fun all right rasterman writes if the space bar on your keyboard was the size of a regular letter key what other keys would you use in the remaining space of the layout other keys that are also just the space key because i don't i can't live without a gigantic space bar Sure. Yeah, I think we all want a gigantic space bar, but like, if, if, is there ever a button where you're like, I wish I had a keyboard for shortcut for that? Maybe like delete. This is kind of the opposite one. I would like to get rid of whatever the FN key is. Do you guys have one of these? Function keys? Yeah. Yeah. Function. I don't want that. I don't use that thing ever. Um, I mean, I have like macro keys, so I have extra keys already. I wouldn't use these extra keys for anything. Well, what do you have your keys set up for then? I don't. That's what I'm saying is I have extra keys and I don't need them. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think. You know what? This is and this is like super video editor-y. On Macs, if you hit the space bar on a piece of media, you get a preview window of it, whether it's mm. a video or a song. Sure. Windows doesn't have that. I just want that on Windows. Sure. So I want a, I would, a key that would do that. That thing is the only thing I miss about using like my work Mac for editing. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like, I don't know if Rasterman is actually in the chat. I'm kind of wondering what prompted this question. Like, what would you do, Rasterman? Why did the, saw, you think of this? <laughs> I saw people say in copy and paste, cut, all those would be good keys to have. Yeah, 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 that's true. Copy, paste, sure. Although... Anything that requires like three buttons to do, I would want it to be that. And I'm, I'm trying to think of what some of those are. Just opening up like your uh, task manager, right? Like control, alt, delete, yeah, or sure. whatever. Or no, control, shift, escape, right? Same thing. Or task manager? Yeah. Hey, that's the um, one that doesn't break up the, the screen, the log off screen, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, think for, I think for Photoshop, control, alt, Z is to go back further than one step. But I think it's also the key command for opening up GeForce's like shadow play thing. Yeah. So as a result, I can't use that undo button in Photoshop, which sucks because I never right. use GeForce's shadow play. I really should you can disable just turn that. It off, yeah. Yeah. I just haven't done that. Sure. Yeah. Good answer. Suku Suku says one game 
of your choice will get updates and quality of life improvements until the end of time. It will always be available to you, even if the sun were to explode. <laughs> what is that game? I feel like that's Tetris because it always gets updated and new versions always come out. Is yeah. that the one you would choose, though? You just want a nev- an always evolving Tetris? Mm. That would be kind of neat. It's not a bad idea. Mine's honestly. Apex. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'm going to take the boring answer and just be like, well, I'm just going to keep WoW going forever because I might want to jump back in one day. Sure. <laughs> yeah, some game so, that lasts a long time like that would be good. Yeah, for sure. But I, again, I think Tetris does keep getting updated in, in different ways. So you're you're kind of getting that. But this is just guaranteeing that it never stops. But yeah, mm-hmm. mine would be Apex uh, at this point. From Dead and Sky, uh, what are some of your most satisfying co-op experiences that you've ever had? Uh, playing through Halo uh, 4, I think it was, Legendary with three players was a fun experience. Oh, okay. And all the other Halos. Mine's like- got to be some of the like... Yeah, you know, I was going to say like some of, some of the Rock Band like marathon sessions I've done yeah. with friends in the past kind of more recent stuff. Um, like super recent, it would be just like the, uh, whenever there's new overcooked stages. Oh, okay. I, my, my buddy and I will always go in there and we'll always play all the new overcooked stuff. And that that's great. But some of the really nice ones are every time I go home for Christmas, there's always some co-op game that has come out that year that I'm like, all right guys, here's the game we should be playing. And it's like, it's either overcooked or like last year it was heave ho um i think the year before that it was ultimate chicken horse and those are those are super great i love doing the gears games co-op okay those games are fun i remember some marathon sessions of gears 2 horde like all right we're gonna sit down and we're gonna do 50 waves of that let's go say i think that's just a game of horde (laughs) yep yep uh I mean, co-op is the only reason to play Resident Evil 5 and 6. It's literally the only reason. Otherwise, those games are fucking garbage. Uh, I didn't notice that there was a second part here from uh, Den's Guys. Well, I know a joke on this podcast is what Fast and Furious movie will be out when you die. But with the 10th one being the final one, potentially a two-parter, what franchise should take its place in that hypothetical? James Bond. Say that. Why would they stop it at ten? James Bond is a good one. Yeah, that's a good answer. So, like, what does taking its place even mean? Like, like a ridiculous, like no, a franchise that will keep going forever. Oh, like the the one that we can slot into the joke, I guess. Yeah. Right. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. James Bond. I feel like James Bond is so long at this one, though. It's not like hilarious yet to say. I guess because yeah, it's been going since like the sixties. Right, whereas the Fast and Furious one is is hilarious because it's like I can't believe these are still going. Uh, who expected this? Yeah. Um, hmm. If they like, if they kept making like Toy Story movies, that would be pretty ridiculous. <laughs> if they kept, if they kept finding another reason to be like, this is going to be the, the actual. The kids ending. grew up again. <laughs> yeah. 
but if they were actually because like three had such a great ending and then like we're doing four and it was like oh come on but then four was like oh actually this is a pretty good ending too if every time they came up with a reason to be like no this is like a heartfelt ending that would be pretty crazy to me (laughs) someone says star wars that's a good one oh yeah it is i mean it'll happen (laughs) yeah (laughs) i felt instantly shrek movies I think Shrek would be good because there's there aren't they working on like a reboot of Shrek? I don't know that there hasn't been a Shrek thing in a while. So I remember I'm pretty sure that they announced a reboot of Shrek. Can't quite remember though. Maybe like Godzilla movies. Those just keep coming out for whatever. Got MCU movies. We got Mission Impossible movies. These are all great answers. Yeah. Rinku writes, what's a video game box art you'd frame and hang on the wall? Uh, I, I don't Any, know. NES Mega Man 1. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. I really like the Mega Man box arts. Like, all of them, basically. Well, all the ones that they put what's effort the, in. What's the fake Meat Boy box art they made that was, like, super gross? Oh, yeah. I think that one was mm. a parody of the Mega Man ones. The PC box art, the, that one's awesome. I I actually have the SNES Mighty Morphin Power Rangers box art up on a poster, so I guess that's my answer. I don't have the uh as the box art cuz it doesn't really have box art, but I have a uh, framed picture of the poster from Pyre they sold in the store and just today I bought the Hades uh poster from the store. Uh, my favorite box art, though, of all time is uh, Katamari Damacy. Yeah, that's a good one. That well, is such a good one. I love it so much. I'm waiting to find a good quality, big version poster of that, and I would buy that and put that on my wall. Also, I just realized the visual gag doesn't work for people that are listening. I have a Resident Evil poster right, right behind me. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> Or audio only. All right, VGC Kenny says, which of the following do you think works best as a name for the follow-up to Untitled Goose Game? Untitled Goose Game 2, a sequel to Untitled Goose Game. Titled Goose Game. Untitled 2's Game, or Untitled 2's Game, with the letter, or with the number 2. Goose Game, Goose Goose. Untitled Geese Game. Untitled Goose Game 2, Two Goose, Two Ganderous. Untitled Goose Game 2, The Goose is Loose. I can't believe you didn't add in I think still all... Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> I think these are these are nonsense, and I think a sequel to Untitled Goose Game is the best one, and the most, I think that's the one they would do. They would probably do that, yeah. Or, or the sequel. Special shout out to Two Goose, Goose Two Ganderous, though, that one really got me. Yeah, that's a good one. Who goes to Ganderous? It's really good. Uh, Next one from Lineback. Uh, What games have been the most difficult and annoying for you to find and buy? Any high-end rare NES game? None. I don't think I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I have an answer to this. Uh, Question for Paul. At this point, I've beaten Dark Souls 1 to 3 and Bloodborne. Should I go for Sekiro, Code Vein, or Neo next? I'm mainly looking for whatever's most like Bloodborne. 
uh, you should go for Sekiro, Neo, and then Code Vein in that order. There you go. You should go for Ashen. And then go to Neo 2, because apparently Neo 2 is better than 1. Yeah, Neo 2, or Neo 1 is not good. Actually, like, out of those, the answer is just Sekiro. I mean, it's a FromSoft game, and it plays like Bloodborne. So... Should go for the remake of Demon Souls. That too. You should maybe go for that. That that won't play like Bloodborne though. But yes, you should play that. Hebrew Lantern writes: If Dwayne Johnson is the Rock, what other two celebrities would be paper and scissors? <laughs> hmm. God damn it. <laughs> Well, okay. The first question is who beats The Rock? Because that's paper. And then anybody could be scissors because The Rock can beat anybody. Okay, how about this? On the count of three, we all say our answer for who scissors would be. I don't have okay. one, so you just you just have you got you gotta say it. You gotta say an actor. You gotta say an okay. actor. You gotta okay. say an okay. person. Yep. yep. It's gonna be one, two, three, you say the person, already. Okay. One, two, three, Jason Van Dam. Okay. And let's do the same thing for paper. One, two, three, and you say the person, okay? One, two, three, Carl Weathers. Oh, interesting. Oh. You guys didn't say one for paper. Yeah, because you gave us three seconds. <laughs> yeah. You gotta just say someone. I don't think of actors and actresses that often. John Cena is Paul paper. Who? Paul, who did you say for scissors? Jason Statham. <laughs> I, I said Van Damme because he's known for doing the splits. Okay, oh, that's, that's good pretty one. good. Yeah. I feel like the paper has to be someone like super, like they wouldn't win in a fight, but they'd win in like a battle of smarts or smarminess. So I almost like, I want to say Michael Caine. Someone like that kind of interesting. Them. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Michael Keaton. Batman. No, not Michael Keaton. The Birdman. <laughs> All right. He's got last question. Wait, was that Sean that oh. asked that question? Pretty I sure. Did. Yeah. Okay. So. Gutain Clan says, what game, video game or video game series should be a television series? Exclude the ones that are uh, have been made or currently being made, i.e. Mario Bros., Witcher, Mega Man, Castlevania, to name a few. All right, I, I have the correct answer, but you guys say yours first, and then I'll come in at the end. Mm. The problem is everything I'm thinking of has already got one yep. or had one. <laughs> I was like, Final oh, Fantasy? Dude. Nope, that's got one. No. Mortal Kombat? No, that's got one. Death My Cry? No, that's got one. I would love a Metal Gear Solid series. Ratchet and Clank. Crazy. Ooh. Ratchet and Clank? That's sure. good. Yeah, I can yeah. see like a, a cartoon. All right, the real answer is Control. Control would be perfect. Yep. A weekly serial or whatever where there's a different crazy thing going on in the old house. Yep. 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 
That'd be so good. It's actually the right answer, legitimately. Damn it. I knew it. I didn't want to say it first and have you guys not just be intimidated. So, um, all right. If you would like to send in a question for next week, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. What's your game of the week? Uh, Hades. (laughs) Mine is also Hades. Uh, (laughs) among us. Okay, cool. Um, all right. If you are a Google Podcasts fan, Top Ten Perspective is on Google Podcasts. Hopefully that helps somebody. I don't know. Um, it's also now on Spotify. I'm assuming that helps a few more people. Otherwise, yeah. Um, in terms of our Patreon, October's game is going to be Hades. Um, which is great. I, my game finally won. It's been so long. <laughs> so I was happy to see that. Um and in ter- and uh, talking about uh, the Patreon, the September TDP Plus game will be happening just after this. We are going to be talking about Battletoads, so uh, either stay tuned or go check that out if you're looking at the archive. Either way, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.